This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Have you heard of the word deep fakes? It's something that I'm not so familiar with. It's this idea that they can make an image look just like you. So you're looking at an AI image and you're thinking, wow, that looks exactly like me. And so that can create some concerns as to what can be uh, replicated in uh, in the virtual world. Um, and what does this mean for the future of deep fakes, which I'm going to be schooled on because I'm not sure exactly what that means. We are joined now by our next guest to break this all down, David Shipley. He's a cybersecurity expert and CEO of Burson Security. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So tell me, uh, how uh, what is a deep fake? School me on what that means. So deep fakes are artificially intelligent derived images that could potentially be completely falsified, as in the human being, the circumstance, the context is all generated by a computer. It never actually happened. More commonly, it has been the use of artificial intelligence to put people and information into circumstances that didn't happen. So most famous example are a series of videos on TikTok that appear to be Tom Cruise talking about a variety of, of topics and and, you know, it, it is extremely hard to tell that that actually wasn't Tom Cruise because the artificial intelligence actually can can map a human being's face onto another human being. And, um, you know, this can be used for entertainment. And unfortunately, it can be also used in horrible ways, most commonly to take celebrity likenesses, photos, etc., and put them in pornographic situations. Um, and the technology has become so widespread that it's actually been used to create fake, non-consensual, intimate images of individuals who aren't celebrities. And and to give a sense for the evolution of this technology, you know, when you go back and you watch the original Forrest Gump and Tom Hanks is interacting with historical characters throughout that movie, that used to take an entire Hollywood studio and tens of millions of dollars to do all that work now can be done on a properly equipped Dell laptop. So that's the, the state of the art. Now, I can see how this could be used uh, for evil, for lack of a better way of putting it. Like you said, putting images of celebrities on pornographic imagery, um, that would that, that obviously is, is not something I'm sure that any of those celebrities would want, um, and even using it to m spread misinformation. So yeah, Tom Cruise did say this, or this politician did say that. Um, what, is, what are your biggest concerns uh, outside of you know uh, it being used to show people in maybe uh, pornographic situations, but is there now more concern over the kind of misinformation that we already are getting so much of in social media? A absolutely. And we've actually seen um, cases in Canada where video was taken of politicians in embarrassing circumstances uh, that actually did happen uh, in Western Canada uh, that, that did not portray them in a positive light when it came to um, some of their comments and stereotypes about uh, racialized groups. And um, 
the initial defense they used was, well, this is the deep fake. This isn't real. This didn't happen. Um, to put it in an, another context, imagine that this technology had been as prevalent when the unfortunate uh, videos of the former mayor of Toronto uh, had come out. A, a reasonable defense could have been, nope, never happened. And what we're seeing here is a destruction of the idea of a shared reality of truth, or to put it in a way that former Prime Minister uh, Jean Chrétien once said, a proof is a proof because it's proven. Well, <laughs> nowadays, that's not so easy. Yeah, exactly. So it can be used uh, to to uh, to push an agenda by putting people, in, making it look like someone said something they didn't, but then it can also be used as a defense for someone uh, saying, well, that's, that's not my bad behavior. I never I never participated in that. Now you've got to go and it's, it's the burden is on you to prove that it, whether it's, it's a fake or not. Um, this was this was developed by Google scientists. It's called Dream Booth. Tell me a little bit about you know uh, what the the reasoning behind Dream Booth uh, is and and what 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 role it could actually what role they actually want it to play in our day to day lives. So so <laughs> Dream Booth is an example of an open source artificial intelligence pro, uh, project. So that is they develop the core technology that enables this this uh, image creation and adjustment. And in, in its its purest application, you've got to load uh, photos of yourself into it to train it. And then it can put you in a variety of circumstances or situations. But it is a baseline technology that is open to anybody to use for good or for evil. And they typically then repackage it into apps you might be able to download, use, et cetera. And we've we've seen a lot of these apps popping up, whether they're using um, this artificial technology, artificial intelligence technology or others. There was a famous sort of run where people were aging and de-aging themselves using artificial intelligence. Um, this is the latest spin. So so imagine, you know, um, we used to, when I was a kid, you know, go to vacation in PEI and we, you go to a, a photo place and you could put all these different costumes on. You could be a cowboy, you could be an astronaut, you could you could do it and you'd, you'd have that done and it'd take you a whole day to do it. Now you just submit your photos in, the computer can make you the astronaut, the cowboy, the person in the tuxedo, et cetera. And it can be damn hard to say that that didn't actually happen in reality. And the advantage of using real people's faces in photos and then changing the context is it can be sometimes easy to spot a deep fake image of a human being because of the distortions on the face or lack of distortions on the face. The human brain's really, e really eager to look for asymmetry. Um, but when things line up too well, it, it starts to look fake to us. So hence why some plastic surgery doesn't, doesn't play so well. Um, uh, but that's, yeah. that's kind of the background of the technology. After after years of plastic surgery, I feel like everyone just starts to look kind of the same. <laughs> so they just sort of have like the same face and it's sort of hard to tell what's going on. That's a totally different conversation. I wanted to get your take. I, I hope I don't mind, you mind, don't mind me throwing this out there, but there's been a lot of ads for um, uh, bringing your loved ones back to life. So you can get them, take a picture of someone who has passed and it looks like they're now talking to you. And there's all these sort of emotional responses that people are having in the, in the commercials where they open up and they see, you know, their mom who may maybe passed many years ago, all of a sudden saying something or moving their head. What do you, what do you make of us sort of, um, you know, resurrecting uh, those individuals who have passed um, in, in these images uh, that they obviously have nothing to do with? I, I think this is a, a Pandora's box. I think there was a really good Black Mirror episode that covers some of my core concerns about this. And it's, it's shocking to see science fiction turn to 
uh, marketed profiteered reality. Um, what, some of my deep fears, you know, we've got artificial intelligence chatbots. There's a new one just released that has been all the rage where um, you can get it to give uh, technical advice on how to use Windows, but written like uh, the King James Bible version of how that advice would be given. And it's it's scarily funny and accurate, um, but it's be able to do that by consuming information about something and then able to mimic or echo that. Uh, but the thing is, the person that controls that technology can also control the the mimic and echo back to you. So, I mean, the thing that makes me nervous is imagine a dystopian future where we've got these loved ones we're bringing back. We're trying to have these helpful, heartfelt conversations. It's responding in the same mannerisms, messages, way that we would. Oh, and by the way, it recommends maybe buying the latest product from this online store because your dead uh, inexperience is now advertised, sponsored by X, Y, and Z. How does yeah. that work with emotional manipulation and other things? And if people think that this is far-fetched, I guarantee you somebody evil has thought about how they monetize bringing back the dead. Um, and I'm not sure we're ready as a society to to not be, ever move on from grief. And, uh, you know, I've lost, sadly, I've lost a lot of people in my life. And, uh, and, and, and that's a process you have to go through. And, but but to have a never ending grief seems like a special kind of hell. But for other people, maybe this is something that's incredibly therapeutic. But I think anyone that says they know exactly how the story ends, whether it's good for real or for better, that's a bold claim. Yeah, David, I, 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 I'm sorry to hear about that, of, 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 of what you have been through. And I can imagine um, someone who is grieving, especially if it was a traumatic loss, that how helpful is it to keep that image and voice alive or or is is it something that they need to to grieve in in a way where they they realize they're not there anymore and uh, start to live in that reality rather than the the reality that doesn't exist which would be these photos that are bringing those persons uh, back to life uh David I have yeah. to let it go sorry to end on such a low note but I think it's uh, it's uh, it's fascinating what's happening with technology a lot of it is for good but a lot of it can be used for bad as well and we need to be careful as to how our image is being uh, used out there, and uh, what can be what can be used to show us doing something that 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 we had nothing, no involvement with, and what kind of trouble that could get uh, us into as a society. So I really thank you for your time. Absolutely, thank you, and have a great day. Thank you. That's David Shipley. He's a cybersecurity expert and CEO of Boceron. It's a security company uh, talking to us about deep fakes and how far we have come with being able to uh, manipulate images to make it look like someone is saying or doing something that they actually aren't.